Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I am your host and have been ridiculously, insanely busy for the last two weeks, Reverend Kara Hildebrandt. And so I had taken those two weeks, a little bit time off, but now I'm back with you. And the conversation today is something that's really hit me in the last couple of days, and that is priorities. Um, especially considering that I've been busy and life can easily take over. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one that feels that way. Like I'm rushing to the next thing or there's yet another phone call or another text message or something else to put on the calendar and trying to manage it all just feels hectic sometimes. And I think about how it's like a sign of success in our culture when somebody says, so how are you doing? And you say, busy, fine, busy, that it, it, it's almost like a, a status. And I think about how that the busyness or the demands on our lives can feel so overwhelming that it becomes hard to prioritize. And that the generally the only time we begin to think about what are the priorities that I have in life, what what really matters, what am I, what should I be spending my time with, what can I let go? Truly, what can I let go, or what should I be doing instead? We only begin to question that when something happens whether it's an illness or a diagnosis of ourselves or someone else, or even death, when faced with somebody that you're close to, whether a family or a friend, uh, some, a coworker, someone that matters in your life, that you only then begin to take really stock of, what should I be prioritizing? What are the priorities that my life says currently that I'm doing? What are those priorities now and what really should they be? This morning in Bible study, we were talking about the book of Ruth, which I've been doing in a sermon series, and we got on the fact that we've lost the art of communicating, of talking with one another, uh, even when, like, on religion and politics, and how much of that loss of being able to speak with one another in a sense of we learn from each other, not that we agree with each other, but instead we we learn about why somebody holds a certain belief, why that's important to them, how it informs, helps us understand the beliefs that we have or the positions that we take. And I couldn't help but wonder with the Bible study if it's because we no longer have Sunday dinners. And Sunday dinners being representative of the family gets together around the table, people invite friends as well to the table, and we sit and we talk. We eat, we share a meal, but then we talk longer. And maybe sometimes we play games. And it was really interesting to begin to hear people who grew up with Sunday dinners. And I asked, when did that change? When did those Sunday dinners, when did those times of getting together and speaking with one another, when did it change? 
And not to be critical or that pointing uh, fingers at any person for, for not doing something, but it became centered around the conversation, centered around either someone had a been lost, like a family or friend, there had been a death. And so the person who had brought everybody together was no longer present and no one took it up in their stead. Or the priorities changed. And because there was a demand. So somebody mentioned, you know, it ended when my husband started shift work. There was a job to be done. There was something else demanding of our time. And so it really makes me reflect upon this, about the priorities that we have and how we begin to set them down. And so when we begin to set down our priorities, there's a sense of, right, we've got to have something to survive, right? We, we have to be able to provide maybe for ourselves or our families, There's a sense of, I've got to provide shelter, I've got to provide food, I've got to provide security. But then after that, because sometimes I can't help but wonder if we don't let other things bleed into our priorities that really shouldn't be, that that have overthrown taking the time to sit down with a meal, whether it's with family or friends, if if there's not a way to begin to prioritize that community once again, that maybe those things that we've allowed to push in, whether it's uh, rushing to sports or being all consumed by a job. Um, I'm not speaking about where the job we have to do to survive, but allowing the job to go further in consuming our time, our thoughts, or even allowing other people to consume us and to consume our time that that maybe aren't so healthy for us, that don't allow us to expand our communities, our discussion, our abilities to speak with one another in new ways. And I can't help but wonder if our priorities in general as a culture, as a society, have become so skewed because money and success have become absolutely the definers of most people's lives that it's really hard to differentiate then what should be a priority and what is a priority. Because my guess is all of us can make the case for everything that we do, but is that really the way it should be? And so when thinking through our priorities, when trying to figure out what, what should be our priority in life, what should be part of that list, one of the things that resonates with me is, is this life-giving? How does this enrich my life? And a lot of times I really like to, to take on new projects And I like to say yes. It's very hard for me to say no to taking on new things, especially if there's a little bit of excitement around it or a challenge. I always love a challenge. But it really makes me think that maybe some of those things that I thought would give me life maybe really aren't. 
And so do I need to set them aside for a time? Do I need to try something else out? It's also important to set our priorities against something that we often hear quoted in many different contexts, but I think it's important for us to think of this scripture in the context of our priorities, because it is actually a scripture of priority. Uh, The scripture is found in the Gospel of Matthew, and Jesus is saying it, and Jesus says, the first and greatest commandment is to love God, and the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, and Jesus makes the, the statement that all the laws of the prophets are based upon that. Really, the entire gospel, the entire gospel is based upon those two things, to love God and to love your neighbor. And I can't help but wonder if that could be part of our guide for what our priorities are, to really challenge our priorities as people who care deeply about others, who care deeply about God, who, who really want a life that is enriched and fulfilled, who really try to live out what they believe. I wonder how many of the things that we prioritize in life, how they would fit up against to love God and to love our neighbors. Because the busier we are, and it seems that the more our priorities are out of whack, the more anxious we are, the more we yearn for peace, we desire that peace in our lives, the more we can't seem to get clarity or make decisions that are good for ourselves or for others. We seem to like to hit on guilt. We seem to enjoy the guilt, putting ourselves in that position of feeling it. And I can't help but wonder if we matched up everything that we do everything that our time says that we prioritize in life, up against God and neighbor, how it would begin to shake out. How would we begin to rethink what we do or, or how we act in this world? Because even with what the discussion was with the Bible study this morning of getting together with others, being able to talk about religion and politics, being able to talk about things that are difficult to talk about and really hear each other out, we're going to have to love each other, and we're going to have to love something greater than ourselves to be able to do that, to be able to make time for that. And so as I begin to think about things in my own life, of how I've prioritized, of how I prioritize work above most things, most everything, because I enjoy it. I truly enjoy work. That how do I get a little skewed sometimes on that? Am I, even though my work is mostly around the church and other people and the loving God and loving neighbor, 
do my priorities sometimes get a little skewed with that? Am I really taking into consideration loving God and loving neighbor, or is it just something good to say, something that I should say? Is it really impacting my life in where I spend my time and my efforts? And it's not to say that that if you're totally focused on God and neighbor, that that you should then not be focused on self. There, there is a certain amount for if God loves you, loves each of us, then we should understand and love ourselves so that we can love others. There's a, a mutuality in this, and that out of that love for ourselves, we realize how much love other people need. And so in my priorities, have I done a good job with that, or have I missed it sometimes, missed that point? Like I said, sometimes we only begin to think about our priorities when there's a major illness or there's, there's a death that's close that makes you take stock, that makes each of us take stock of things. And so my hope is that we don't let those opportunities go by, that it's not like just a news cycle where, well, I'll think about it for a couple of days and then forget about it. Because there is something to how we kind of live our lives, what makes us stop our busy lives enough to connect with one another, to change our habits, to change even how we think of how we think about ourselves, what our worth is, what other people are worth, and how that all begins to interact. And so my hope is that we actually continue this conversation, that this won't be the only time that I think about priorities in our busy lives, but that hopefully we begin to lay that foundation with How do we decide what our priorities are? What are we going to take into account? What are we going to measure it up against? You know, thinking of a ruler. What are we going to put it up against so that we can go, ooh, I think I need to to take a step back from that. Or, ooh, I should have been doing something all along. And to use that marker of love of God and love of neighbor begins that conversation. And I would be curious to know if you've got somebody in your life, whether a friend or or child, uh, another family member, of asking them, what do they think as they watch your own life? What do they say your priorities are? And I can't help but wonder if that would help in this conversation, if that would help us make stock. And I'm, uh, I am going to ask somebody, I may ask a couple of people, of the way you see my life from the outside, what is it that you think I prioritize? And then I need to measure that against love of God and love of neighbor. I need to consider, am I being the person I need to be, that I am called to be by God. My hope is that this week, no matter where you may find yourself, 
uh, no matter uh, what struggles or what joys that you find, that you will feel the presence of God and be able to search and understand the priorities of your own life so that you may know and be enriched by God's love. Have an amazing week.